Take it away. All right, Paul Alcoholic. Uh, and if there's any trouble, David, just give me a heads up. No worries. The, you'll be right, mate. You'll be right. You'll I'm be using right. the old Wi-Fi today. We'll see what happens. No, you'll be fine, mate. All right, so uh, another member. Well, first of all, I want to reiterate, this isn't an AA meeting. And basically, the my reflections on the 12 steps comes from... Uh, nature of the raw so my feeling and then it, I'll try to share it as clearly as I can my feeling is there's an addiction there's no one addicted in a way there's an addiction to this mental idea that we're the doer the feeler the thinker the haver the loser the center of the universe this body all like that yeah, and so <clears throat> relying on the brain and the mental conditions, <clears throat> what we're relying on is that this idea of being self is true. So we're in a self-centered system, obviously meaning the system is centered on self. Yeah. Now there's a, a, a sentence in page 64 that I use quite a lot because in, uh, when I speak about this from the frame of recovery, the sentence is a pivot point, which is being convinced, which is a requirement uh, usually presented before they don't jump into the steps, at least the first three steps. So being convinced, yeah? Or like came to believe is another way of being convinced in a sense. So being convinced that self <clears throat> manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations and then resentment is the first paragraph after that. So this is one way, it's not the only way, it's one way of looking at the exact nature of the wrong and the inventory of the exact nature of the wrong, not an inventory of you. Yeah. When a resentment and fear and harms done to others, we see in our pursuit of sexual or connection or intimacy, <clears throat> the root, there's something going on there that we call the bondage of self. So there's a claiming of being the one all day. So it's unbearable. You know, a day with a thought is okay. A day with my thought can be like hell. So this sense of my, this sense of ownership, you can't categorize it. You can't take a picture of it. It's an activity throughout the day that's lending weight and meaning to what comes after it. It's an activity throughout the day that's lending weight and meaning to that which comes after it. So problem preceded by my is a bigger problem. Yeah. Money preceded by mine changes the meaning of money. I want everyone in this room to have a lot of money, but I don't want anyone to have my money. Everything changes with this, this flavor. It's like an additive, so to speak. And the additive has become dominant. Instead of like, you know, in, AA, in uh, America, there's a lot of residue from food production. So they use, they buy that up and put it into food. They process food. They add shit that doesn't, isn't necessarily needed. So, but let's say if the shit that's added overwhelms the breadness of the bread, then is it really bread? So this is what's happening. Uh, when we're young, life is noted as happening. We're engaged because there's no one there to be unengaged. There's no Paul yet. Yeah, it takes about six, uh, 12 to 16, 18 months for this idea of Paul to get developed in the brain. As, as the, the sense of Paul gets galvanized and stronger, the, the feeling of life is happening is lost, and we get an interpretation, life's happening to me, which is the basis of self-centeredness. So I see everything as how it pertains to me. And that me is a mistake. It's, mis, it's miscategorized. It's mislocated. That's what I'm saying. So to me, the original D 
dis-ease or irritability, restlessness, and discontent isn't alcoholism. It's obsession with self. It's an identification as something that we're not. The alcoholism is an amplification of that. So we're an extreme version of self-centeredness. But self-centeredness is sort of like the stock addiction of this whole place. And then wanting to get out of that original addiction causes these other addictions to become totally unsuccessful because we can't get out of me as me. It's captured by the statement, self can't get out of self. So trying to escape as that which you want to escape from is not an escape, it's slavery. So I want to be clear, that's the take. And the inventory process from this take is looking at the manifestations of self in one's life and just so that you can see the patterns of how self has defeated us. Not the patterns how I defeated me, but how self has defeated me. And he makes it very clear that being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. He produces the separation between self and us. I want to emphasize that separation. That's what I, that's the message. So today someone asked to talk about fear. Yeah, so let's go to the fear in the big book, at least this one aspect of it. Page 68, the first paragraph, when they're going into the uh, fear inventory. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. Unfortunately, the language we use is constantly claiming shit is ours that we have nothing to do with. So it would have been nice if, if it was written, we reviewed fears thoroughly instead of our fears thoroughly. We put them on, on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. So basically, the sense of fear produces its own effects. Yeah? We don't need a trigger for the fear. The mental state triggers the fear, yeah? So when you do a four-column inventory, in the resentment, it's clean, it's easy. You have Wendy and what she did or didn't do that got you pissed off or resentful. In the fear inventory, it's different. You may not have set any second column because it's not coming from the outside. It's being projected from the inside. The fear is projecting that we're not going to be taken care of, that we're going to lose what we have and not get what we want, with, and going against what life is actually exhibiting. That's the power of it. There's so much faith in the distortion, it overrides actually what's happening. So, all right, we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in, com in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. All right. Or really, why it has us. <laughs> the sense of ownership again. We think we're having the fear, but really, as an event, it's having us. Yeah. I've seen someone on a panic attack it didn't look like that person was having the panic attack. It looked like the panic attack had that person. Yeah, so uh, was it, we asked ourselves why we had them. So why not just ask yourself right now, whatever fear seems to be occupying attention, why do you have them? Yeah, why? And then he doesn't let us answer, and so therefore I'm not going to let you answer. Wasn't it because? Because self-reliance failed us. There is the chicken, there's the egg before the chicken, the chicken before the egg. There's the correction. Fear is not causing self-reliance. Self-reliance is causing fear. Could you imagine if you've been playing the game of life, pointed the wrong way towards your goal? where you believe fear is triggering me wanting to manage and control, when actually the managing and wanting to control is producing the fear. I mean, if, if we're that off, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you can see where you're going. 
if you go in the complete opposite way that you think, you know. So uh, why is it? Why are we in so much fear today? And usually we call it fear, but it's mental anxiety that's mimicking fear. Yeah, because fear is a valid emotion, a valid emotion that hopefully, if we're healthy, tr is triggered when we're under threat, a real threat. Yeah. What we're living under is false evidence appearing real. And we are the cause of its appearing real, not the false evidence. False evidence cannot appear real. It has to appear real to someone, to something, us, yeah? So false evidence appearing real is mimicking the physiological, the emotional, the mental uh, sense of fear, but it's triggered by mental anxiety. And it's triggered by faith in self, really. If you have incredible faith in you having it, but here's the language again, but if there is faith in self, which is faith in the thought system, in the narration, then you're going to, that faith is going to produce anxieties out of what's not happening. So not only are you going to have to deal with the fear that may come up in a day when there's a real threat, you're going to have to deal with imagined threats all day. <laughs> and some of us, how we dealt with that was by drinking and using so we could forget it. We didn't erase it. The shit didn't disappear, but we forgot it, seemingly, for a very short period of time. And because of that shortness of time, we had to drink more to keep forgetting it. Yeah, One drink wasn't enough. <laughs> One shot wasn't enough. And of course, the failed system fails. We can't blot it out. And when we come down, it's worse than it was before we got off. And therefore, we're enslaved to a solution that isn't a solution. And hopefully, it leads us finally to being sick and tired of being sick and tired of following the directions of a failed system and living under that tyranny not only with the bondage of self, but with alcoholism to boot. <laughs> we wash up on the shores of AA, and hopefully we come to. Yeah. And then that moment, that willingness commences the start of perhaps there's a better way, which is spoken about here. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so. For we now are now on a different basis. What basis? The basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite, our finite selves. Yeah, we are in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do, as we think he would have us, and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? There you go. There's the, uh, there's the rub right there, that one paragraph. Perhaps there is a better way. <laughs> when I was addicted to shooting drugs, the better way would be shooting it in a different location on the body. <laughs> that would be what I would come up with as a better way, or taking it differently, instead of snorting it, smoking it, instead of smoking it, shooting it. All those better ways led to the same fucking way. But here is really a better way. What is that? Trusting something infinite rather than our finite selves. Or maybe you could switch the sentence and say, not trusting our finite, uh, not finite selves and growing in trust of the infinite. I would put it that way, really. Because the dilemma is there's trust in finite self. That's the beginning point. And the program is going to take us from that and bring us to the relying on a higher power. And there's gravitation. In the beginning, the gravitation of self seems to keep us in its fucking orbit. But the program and the working steps especially allow us to break out of that gravitational pull 
and now the higher powers gravitation pulls us yes and then you you can see when they start uh, describing the effects of the gravitational pull of the higher power on page 84 where you'll realize the problem you know the problem you, you cease fighting everything uh, anything and anyone that isn't something that we did that's something we observed yeah we didn't stop fighting we observed we've stopped fighting everyone and everything that's the pull of the higher power We've been placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on our part, so we really had absolutely no role in it. That's the gravitation pull of the higher power. <laughs> we now, <laughs> the problem does not exist for us. That's the gravitational pull of the higher power, yeah? That's the process. Perhaps there's a better way, is being in a different gravitational field, really. You know? Then the asteroids of my thoughts and my forecasts and my feelings the my gets dropped off and then they're just thought forecasts thoughts and feelings i can live with that i can be i can live with that without being directed by it yeah yeah that's the better way it's not like you'll never have a thought again but now you'll actually recognize a lot of them isn't yours, as not yours, and there'll be a loss of interest in the thought system. There'll be a loss of interest in a lot of the mental systems because that's where the problem resides. It resides in the mind, the mental state. So there's a loss of interest in that, and you gain interest in others and in what you can contribute to life and all of those things they describe. That's the process. That's like a larger view of perhaps there's a better way. That's the view of the better way. Yeah. You're leaving a failed system and moving to a reliable system. And then you show the benefits of it, just like you showed the adversity of living under the tyranny of self with alcoholism. Now you're showing the benefits of living under the, of the benevolence of a higher power. It's the same, same in a weird way. It's just totally different currents. Yeah. So, uh, I hope that was helpful. If you need, if the fear is too much, then you do the inventory. You write it down. You see your role in things, and you ask that power to remove it, and then ask that power what it would have you do. And, and go just keep, learn how to correct, yeah, like when your ship gets pulled by the old gravitational thing, you need to know the knobs to correct the uh, course. That's all. That's it. After a while, the gravitational pull, the higher power will be strong enough. You won't be touching many knobs anymore. <laughs> You'll be on sort of like a cruise control in a lot of ways. Really, you will. So I hope this was helpful. And uh, thanks. Wow. All right. Thanks, Paul. Um, do we have any uh, questions here? If you have a question for Paul, uh, please raise your hand. And we do have one. Are you ready, Paul? We have one from B. I'm going to uh, unmute you or ask you to unmute yourself. Thank you very much. Hello, Paul. First time here. Hey, uh, I like uh, the way you... Um, see the big book because uh, when I came to you know to AA I was so terrified full of anxiety and in divorce and I came from a rageaholic man and my father was a rageaholic and when I came into the room I was so frightened and when I was introduced to the few women we were there and there were one who meant it good, but she was very authoritarian. And that uh, scared me. I didn't, I went three years before I managed to take any step at all. And uh, the God, of course, I practiced Buddhist for 10 years and, and God for me was also very disturbing and higher power. So it was all very confusing. The only thing I had clear was that I wanted to stop drinking for a while <laughs> so my question is what 
what do you do when people i think i think people who have been in 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 the rooms for a long time they forget how frightened they were when they came there and don't see that people are very frightened and sick mentally when they come in the room so how would you attend a person who was very frightened to first step to go in 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 working with um, recovery because that was what, what you wanted to talk about mm-hmm. uh you know, I, I'd have to be in the situation to tell you how I would uh, do it, yeah? Because basically, the principles, the steps, they're all sound and fundamental and in place, but basically, uh, everything else is spontaneous. I don't, like someone just asked, are you ready? I'm ready to do this shit because I'm in a state of knowing I'm not ready to do this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Paul doesn't, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what I would do with it, you know, but I have faith that I would do the right thing, let's put it that way, because I feel like, uh, just like these talks, Paul's job is over, I'm here sitting in front of the screen, that's about all that, that's Paul's uh job what happens through now has nothing to do with paul i mean literally i've witnessed it for 30 something years i've come to be i've come to uh understand that paul has basically nothing to do with what's going on really (laughs) so i don't know honey i don't know uh the thing is you know aa is a perfect program but there's people in it you know there's people and uh we're sick and a lot of times, a lot of shit is leaking out, you know, while we're trying to be of service. Yeah. And hopefully people outgrow all that. And I always feel that whoever comes in is in the hands of the higher power. And uh, basically, I don't think I can fuck it up that much, really. You know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have any rote or I don't have any like uh, like something written down like uh, that I do every time. It's just it has to do with whatever that person is like at, when I'm speaking to them or something. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of the fear and stuff, I use an example of my own mother. My mother... Uh, you know, she was getting older and she was living by herself in, a, in an apartment and she was in a wheelchair and sometimes she would pass out in the wheelchair and she couldn't get to the, like the kitchen counter. She couldn't get the food. And back then there wasn't cell phones and she couldn't even get to the phone. So she started having a lot of anxiety about her. Yeah. And fear. And so we put her into a senior citizen home and we gave, it's sort of like the third step, we put her under the care of this senior citizen home and that senior citizen home, you know, she was very fearful. She got in there and every morning there was breakfast, you know, and lunch and dinner. And by just experiencing being under that so the senior citizen home, she outgrew the anxiety of being, you know, I'm going to pass out in my wheelchair and I'm going to die because she, that wasn't going to happen anymore. It wasn't a possibility. So this is a, see, this is one f- form of anxiety and fear that can be corrected, yeah, by different results. The fear that keeps migrating after years of sobriety when, this, this life of sobriety has demonstrated to you thousands of times by watching others in your own life that you're okay and there's still this huge prejudice that you're not okay. That's something else going on, yeah? That's something else going on. That's the bondage of self, yeah? That's not based on causes and conditions outside. It's based thoroughly on, on the head, 
Yeah, this is what we need to recover from. It was easy for my mother to recover from the situation she was in. She just needed to be placed in a new uh, condition. Yeah, but a lot of us, the disease is so powerful, it overrides whatever condition we're in. Like we may be in an incredible location, we're taken care of, and yet we're just driven by anxiety all day. Yeah. This is what gets me. I mean, yeah, you all came in, B, and you were very afraid. But if you stay in AA, you're going to outgrow that fear because you're going to realize people are out for your best interest in most cases. You're going to realize that AA works. You're going to come to a sober assessment that, shit, yeah, I'm taken care of. If that doesn't happen after 30 years of recovery, something's on going on, yeah? There's something that's blocking off the evidence. That, to me, is an extreme bondage of self. Yeah. Yeah. I have people that I work with that they, because of trauma in their life in the past, they have a very difficult time, yet they're incredible in all other ways of the third step. Yeah, they still take it completely on themselves to manage and it produces tons of anxiety after 30 years of sobriety. Yeah, we've got to This is not a self-help program. It's a higher power reliance and then the higher power is just a name. It's anything other than your head, yeah? That's what we're relying on. We want to rely on a system other than the system we've been living under, yeah? And when we start relying on it, it will produce the goods. If you're still denying it after 20 years, there's something going on, yeah? <laughs> there's something going on. You, you're never, you, you and I aren't going to be on a level playing field. There's, there's a predisposition disposition, and it's through the identification as self that if a miracle happens in your life, you forget it in a half an hour, and yet you're still dwelling on a resentment for, for 40 years, yeah? That's, that's rooted in the identification as self. We're not responding to the relief from alcoholism. We're, re we're reacting to the relief from alcoholism from the body bondage of self. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. If you're, if you're objective and really honest and you put yourself in this program, this program is going to keep you sober a day at a time. It is. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. If there's something, there's a, there's a current that's not being noticed while the program is working and that working isn't dying, isn't like infiltrating deeper is because of the bondage of self. That's a whole different thing going on. Yeah. So after 30 years of complete evidence that I'm taking care of, if I'm still totally in the throes of contraction of I'm going to be fucked today, there's something else going on in alcoholism. It's called obsession with self. It's called an identification as self. I need recovery from that. Yeah? Yes? This is what happens. We get a recovery from alcoholism, but many of us do not recover from uh, the identification as self. Yeah? Then we're living, then even though it's been demonstrated the ice is 20 foot thick, we're walking as if it's very thin ice all day. That's not freedom. That's like a contained bondage of self. Yeah, things got better, but you're still completely driven and affected by one thought that's preceded by mine. That's not freedom. I'm speaking about the root of the problem is identification as self. And it's exasperated by alcoholism. Alcoholism is an 
amplifier. Yeah, that's what I've recovered from. I mean, if if fear is the gift that keeps on giving, something is something's there. Yeah, something is still in place that needs to be addressed. Not by you, but we got to allow that power in because we're still taking over. You know, hopefully for most of us, at least we can respond to the day on the day's level, yeah? We're here, yeah? We're not totally up the ass of self. We're not totally dispersed into what's unhappening. We're able to be available to what's going on right now. What a joy, yeah? That becomes stabilized from the relief of the bondage of self. Yeah, so it says it right there. Why are we in fear? It, it's because of self-reliance. Self-reliance and what would be the highest form of reliance on self being identified as self. You can't be more reliant on something than take yourself to be it, yeah? So it's the reliance on self that's the cause of anxiety and fear. That's his diagnosis right on that page, yeah? Everyone wants to talk about fear of a cause of so much shit, which it can seem to be, but what's causing fear has been addressed by the AA program. It's right there on page 68, whatever. Self-reliance. Yeah, self-reliance. Perhaps the better way is relying on the infinite. That's it, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Kaiser. Whatever. I'll just go off because All right. I feel that the whole basis, you know, do I want fear to be a topic of my own meetings for 32 years? Or do I want to outgrow fear? Yeah. I can recognize it in others. I can see it. I have, I'm simpatico but I don't want to be living under it all day. And there's a possibility that it's un you don't have to. Yeah? But if the identification as self is still in place, it's, it's the Petri dish where that anxiety thrives. Yeah? You're feeding it. You're feeding the thing you'd like to get rid of. I think it's important to be, for it to be pointed out. And if the shoe fits, wear it. If what I'm saying hits somewhere, maybe you should open up to it and see what it's going to reveal. If not, then fucking turn the channel off. I'm, this isn't a draft. I'm trying to share an invitation because I feel humbly the fucking problem was revealed to me. The underlying problem, which is the addiction to self. Yeah. It doesn't, I, it doesn't out, out undervalue relief from alcoholism to me, but to me, it's getting to the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> And the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Relief is the relief is the verification you're onto something. Relief, yeah. <laughs> Peace, serenity, the ability just to be here. Yeah, right here now at this moment. I mean, people pay a lot of money to have the experience of being in the moment. We can be stabilized in that, yeah? I got stabilized in it by realizing I could never be out of a moment. That's how it happened with me. I saw my mental state is, is presenting complete impossibilities with great assurance as if they're so. 
you're out of the moment. You're out of this moment. You've got to do something, get into a moment. Bullshit. I was, I've never been out of any moment in my life. Yeah? So the way I backed into being in the moment was realizing I can never be out of a moment. That's the beauty of it. Yeah? I don't care if I drove in or backed in. I'm in it. That's what I care about. Yeah? That's been established as my starting point in the morning. Today. <laughs> today is the starting today is the one I'm living today is the one I'm going through <laughs> it seems so basic but it's miraculous really yeah because I see so many people driven by what's not happening completely taken over by concerns based on next year or regrets or remorse based on two years ago. Yeah. All right, That's thanks. why AA is beautiful. AA, the day at a time. Why do you think they said that? A day at a time. They knew part and parcel of the problem is time. Yeah? The head thrives on time. Yeah, nothing's happening now, but it's going to be happening later. You're, I'm not fucked now, but fucked. let's notice that. Yeah, all right. So I forget that I'm not fucked by thinking I'm going to be fucked. That's exactly what's happening all day. So how are you going to deal with being fucked? Probably the best way is if you weren't fucked, yeah? But it totally erases that. Now you're fucked. Yeah? And you're going to be fucked. The solution would be, I'm unfucked. But you're not there. You're not, you're not available to that. Because you're enslaved to time. Yesterday and tomorrow is more important than now. Right now I'm chilled out. But tomorrow could be terrible. I've got to drive down south. Fuck. You know? All right, well, I'm going to give up being okay now because I'm the star of that movie for tomorrow. Wow, yes. And I may even call 10 people and tell them, I'm so worried about driving down to give me a fucking break. And they'll co-sign it, so then I have to listen to them. Oh, I'm so afraid when going back to work, but you're not going back to work yet. Why not be afraid when you actually go back to work? No, I'm afraid about going back to work. Fuck, all right. Yet you're doing yoga postures and breathing and shit. Give me a fucking break. How can agitation get centered? You can't center agitation. It's just more agitation. It's insane. Oh, wait a minute. I'm feeling terrible about next week. Let's breathe deeply now. Fuck, you don't need to breathe deeply. You're not exercising. You're sitting here. But no, you don't understand. I'm responding to tomorrow. You're fucking not. You're reacting to your head. You're not responding to tomorrow. Tomorrow in tomorrow. You're reacting to your head. False evidence is appearing real. What do you think that's an acronym we put like in over the doorway in the bathroom? No, it's something to see if it's applicable to you. What are they talking about? Is your head presenting good, solid, clear evidence to you today? Is it? Or is it worrying about, oh, I think my zipper will break later in my pants. <laughs> Fuck. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? Really? I don't know. It's just insane. And then you want to go listen to a talk about getting into the moment. Give me a fucking break. You can't be out of the moment. That's a dilemma. The mental state keeps claiming it has superpowers it doesn't have. It doesn't have. It can't go anywhere. It's defined by here and now completely. You can huff and puff about next week. Next week doesn't barrel into today. It never does. Uh-oh, here comes Saturday landing. 
No, <laughs> no Saturday can land. If this is it, it's Thursday here in America. That's it. There's no, but it could, there will be a tomorrow, yes. <laughs> yes, but that little truth lets the whole fucking tsunami in. Yeah, give me a fucking break. Rattle your chains. See if they're there. You rattle them. See if you're bonded to self. And then admit, admit your powerlessness and ask that power to demonstrate itself. And it will. And it does. It's not thy will be done. It's thy will is done. And I know your people are in fear. We have tons of skillful means. When your house is on fire, we don't talk about there's no house and no fire. We talk about where the nearest water is. But after 30 houses on fire and you being in 30 houses, when we put the fire out, maybe we'll go, hey, don't you see that you're at a lot of fires? Maybe you're playing a role in all these fires. Maybe you're the fire starter. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not going to say that when the fire's burning you up, but when it simmers down, hey, let's take a look at your role in this shit. I'm disconnected. Who tells you that? Do you, is that coming from your heart? Your heart isn't telling you you're disconnected. Your head is telling you you're disconnected. Yeah, that's what it does. It says you're something you're not, and then it tries to correct it. Yeah, so now I've got to work hard. I'm disconnected. It's 11.13. I feel disconnected. Give me a fucking break. This is the bondage of self. You're not disconnected. No, I am. I'm not feeling what? The way you think you should feel? Yes. Well, that shows you you're not in fucking control. Yeah? Fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. That's the AA way. But what happens? You're not even in this circumstance. You're in yesterday and tomorrow, fitting yourself around yesterday and tomorrow all day, and you're producing anxiety out of what's not happening. We're miracle workers. All day, we're making shit out of nothing. I mean, there's enough shit I may run into during the day. There may be, yeah? But to pile on tons of past shit and future possible shit is just too much. You won't even want to leave your bedroom. You're just fucking, fucking frozen, frozen in place. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry for the rant, but uh, this bondage of self is like, it just will drip, drip, drip you. It will. You have the ability to reach eight feet. It will only let you reach four feet. Yeah. You have the ability to receive and give love, but it have you withholding it forever. This is the bondage of self. It's made us really small so we can seem really big all day. Thinking, thinking, thinking. It's okay. I mean, shit. Thanks, Paul. That was a, a great rant. Thanks for your question, inspiring all this stuff, B. We have another question. The next question is from Karen S. Um, um, just before we go on, just to say, um, there are four hands up there, Paul, and we're at, at about quarter past now. So, all right, I'll try my best. But hey, listen, we can deal with the uh, we can deal with the other shit later or tomorrow. It's all right, mate. I don't mind hanging it's on. It's just the time. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Go. All right I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. Try to contain my ranting. No, you keep ranting. We love it. I like this. Yeah. Hi, I'm Karen. I'm an alcoholic. And all you ranted about was everything I needed to hear. So <laughs> I really thank you. But my question is this. One thing that got me is that I've been drinking like 50 years of my life and I've been sober for four. And I really wasn't sober or with the program until about a year and a half ago when I got a good sponsor. So I've been rolling, thinking I got it, knowing the steps, going everywhere, especially I like your group because it makes me think. But self-reliance, like you said, I decided 
I've been retired. I decided I was going to take this job because it sounded being a U.S. census because it gave good money. And I thought I could do it because I thought I was good again, you know, sober, great. So I took the job and I worked for three weeks. And before I knew it, my sponsor said, don't you get a day off? And I went, oh, I don't know. I worked seven days for three weeks. It was so hard knocking on doors in a hundred degree weather, asking people, are you Latina? Are you, uh, are you black or Latina? Are you white? I mean, it's like, I was asking these questions. I'm like out of my mind and I didn't know what to do. And my phone blocked up and this was like three solid weeks of working every day. And I'm like spiritual and I'm in control, but all of a sudden I flipped out. I couldn't do this anymore. My phone blocked my, and, and, and I wanted to tell my supervisor, I didn't want to do this job. And I, I, I was afraid. He called me the next day because my phone blocked. And he said, well, I can't do anything about it. So then I, my feelings were hurt, but I was glad. I said, God's doing for me what I can't do for myself. Well, then he calls me the next day saying, I can figure, I can fix your phone so you can get back on the road. Well, I put my head like under the bed or under anything, in the sand, whatever. And I was just as frightened as I used to be when I drank. But you're saying, if you don't get this by 30 years and you don't get it now, I really only have it for a couple of years. So I, what I'm saying is, is, do I need more years or should I just, what made me go back to No, it's available now, honey. I didn't say you don't get it after 30 years. I'm, I'm just trying to point out something by that example. The solution is always now, now, yes, right now. Usually, and you know what, when you feel like you're confused, ask yourself a simple question. What is it you know that you don't want to know? So something in you knows you don't want to fucking work seven days a week, right? But the head doesn't want to know that, yeah? Right. So reveal it. Reveal its bullshit by asking, what is it you know that you don't want to know? You don't have to seek answers all the time from outside people. You know it inside. Yeah, be honest with it and then rely on that, that power you're going to be taken care of. Most people, there's a great example in, uh, I don't want to uh, go on a rant again, but a lot of the examples, a lot of the statements in the book caught my behavior to the T. I mean, completely. And after I got sober, I did things out of fear or decisions I made out of fear or self that later put me in a position of being hurt. And I didn't feel like I saw it. Thank God I saw it because then I could bring that to six and seven. Yeah. And have those old ways changed. This is like you're on an operating table, but all the while you're not in the hospital, you're living. But in a way, you're on an operating table. Just don't play doctor and don't get up. This power is working on us. Yeah? You've, right. you've, you've submitted your program, which is give, now that power is working on us. It's going to change us. Yeah? And the whole emphasis is now, 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 now. Yeah? Right. Yeah. Yes. And I think the problem was, is that next month I'm going to be 70. And I think I want to be 17 now that I, fought, I quit there my job. You go. So now you start getting to it, yeah? So now you can look at, you can do an inventory and you're trying to save your face instead of your ass. You have an idea you should be 17, but, you know, your ass is a little older. So the whole thing of AA is to save, you, save your ass instead of your face. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Karen, for that question. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Paul, for that. The next question, do we have time? Yeah, we've got time. Catherine A. I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. Your question. Hi, I'm Catherine. Uh, thank you, Paul, for your uh, service. I um, picked up on you around 2015. So this is sort of um, <laughs> a refresher course, and I appreciate it. Um, so my, my thing is about uh, something you said a few weeks past about self, but not ego. And I want to 
uh, grasp what that is, the separation of ego from self. Because what I'm hearing here today is that, you know, this thing self is going to make me stay in this fear, but am, am I ego driven to be uh, in the limelight of that? Does that make sense? The question? Yes. Yes. Well, the idea that I have of ego is an objectification of self by self. So it's sort of like Dracula describing to the authorities all these other vampires to hide that it's the biggest vampire. Yeah. So there's, this is a tricky little thing. See, there's a great statement in the A recovery community, self can't get out of self, yes? So they're talking about, they're very, it's very subtle, but it's very keen on the two-sidedness of self, yeah? So self is claiming to be the one who's aware of everything, yeah? So let's say suddenly you become aware of ego or self, and now self is objectified to another aspect of self that you don't notice, yeah? So now this self wants to get out of that self and gets caught in a net, net of self can't get out of self. While, when it's, while it's doing it, this self is assuming to be Paul that makes total sense that Paul tries to get out of self, yeah? Unbeknownst to Paul, it's self at that moment, yeah? Self is... is is masquerading as what we are. So now self has objectified an aspect of itself and now is looking at it and judging it and critiquing it as self also. See? So it's not like, it's not seeing the, so ego to me is an objectification of self held by self. <laughs> So <laughs> it doesn't mean the seeing of like ego or the seeing of self is pure and clean, but yet the seeing very quickly will be claimed by the mental state, yeah, to imply that it's the seer of self. That's the bondage of self, yeah? So we see, we, we as what we are, see what we're not quite a lot. But the seeing of what we're not is claimed by what we're not. Yeah? So here, let's say you don't, you don't know much, but there's a feeling it's you not knowing much. Let's say then more is revealed, and so now the camera moves back. The, the selfing will claim to be the seer of that. Yeah? Which it isn't. Selfing is a mental activity. Its main, its main movement is claiming. So it claims the seeing to imply it's the seer. Yeah? This is the bondage of self. We become aware, but the awareness has been claimed to imply it's Paul that's aware. Yeah? When it's actually awareness of Paul. In other words, we are spirit. We have it... The way the mental state does it, it, it moves, it puts the, horse, the cart in front of the horse, you see? It does something in time, like a little thievery, and then we get misplaced, and we start our life from a false location, yeah? Yeah. I just saw it, yeah, that's all. I saw it like a super illuminated... I saw it. That's all I can say. So I'm just trying to re report back to what was noticed, what was seen. Yeah? And uh, catching a self by self is just more self. Yeah? Yeah. He describes it a little in the book, like the person who's driven by self-seeking will be virtuous, kind, shit like that. It's still self. Yeah? Yeah, so we're stuck with a two-sided coin. We recognize one side sometimes, but we don't recognize 
has been a presentation of the recognition as a recognizer. That's self, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I wish I had more time and I could be with everyone personally and just attempt to communicate this. But I, that's not the platform. So I'm just doing the best I can. Thanks a lot, Paul. Kathy. Yeah. Do, you see, do you see that when something happens, something else happens we don't notice, and that something else that happens claims to be the one that everything happened to, or claim to be the one that did everything, yeah? That's a happening we're not noticing. So our, what we really are is disguised by this activity of claiming. We miss what, we're at, we're, what we are, we don't see where the seeing, and what happens is it leads us to use what we are to look for what we are. That's the bondage of self, yeah? We're using awareness to look Hmm? I think and sometimes we come out of that as the fact that that blocks us, that makes us agnostic, we're arrogant. And, and, and we're you not. Can, but you're not that off. either. Yeah? You're not that either. It tries, those are like the metals self tries to put on it. So let's say if there's nothing in the suit, so what self does is puts a lot of medallions and metals on the suit, <laughs> but there's nothing in there. <laughs> 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 there's arrogance, but there's no one who's arrogant. Yeah, truly. There's tons of greed, but there's no one who's greedy, really. Yeah? Things are moving through us all fucking day, seeking expression. The mental state tries to keep up with it by claiming it all, saying, I'm the one. So one minute, you're super angry. The next five minutes, you're super spiritual. Which is it? Neither, really. Yeah, neither, really. So that's, uh, but this is going off, you know, it's, uh, I hopefully something gets communicated, not the words, but a sense of something, yeah? A sense of intimacy as spirit, yeah? Hopefully. Thank you can you. only attempt, that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for that, Paul. Thanks a lot for that question, Catherine. It really set some things clear for me and for a lot of us. I appreciate that. Do we have time for one more question, Dave and Paul? I think you guys have some time or you have some time restrictions, Dave, Paul? No, Jackie's, Jackie's got a hand up. Okay. We've got one last question and that's going to be from Jackie. I asked, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hey, Jack. Yes. Pretty bad line. Maybe you can question. Can you hear Go me? Ahead. Yeah, we can now. Okay. Thank you, Paul, for the invitation to help me to lighten up for real, for real. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your uh, analogies. I appreciate your laugh. When you laugh, I laugh. I love your laugh. But anyway, I had quite a few questions to come up, but I know we're short of time. I'm in my car, moving out and about. But one of my questions is this. I thought about, okay, there's several uh, alcoholics and addicts in my family, some overtly and some social drinkers, but they do over drink. And uh, what my question is, is, in listening to you explain about the parasite and uh, the parasite, I mean, the body or whatever being used as transportation. And if I'm understanding it right, in a sense, they can't help what they're doing. Me as an outsider, you know, because I've tried to be supportive, try to encourage, try to suggest, certain things haven't been in the same spot, thinking that maybe at some point, you know, I wouldn't make the difference. Should I look at it that they're being used by the parasite so there's not much I can do because it is what it is until they get the download, as you say, 
I mean, it's a, is it a fruitless battle trying to get him in a program? Or Jackie, you know what I'd recommend? Jackie, use that little trick question. What is it I know that I don't want to know? Yeah. See where that takes you. It's been very helpful in my life. Because I used to do uh, uh, inventories. <laughs> and the inventory would tell me exactly what I wanted to do, what I needed to do, but I wanted to do something else. So I went ahead and did it anyway. It had consequences. But in most cases, if you just pause, the answer will be there. You know a lot of shit that you don't want to know. Yeah, there's something in you that knows, and there's also an activity in you that doesn't want to know. <laughs> so I don't know, honey. Again, I don't have any road answer or any uh, detailed way I dance. I just go on the dance floor if I'm working with someone or in a situation, and I just follow the cues and trust that I'm in good hands and they're in good hands, yeah? Yeah. But see, in AA, we talk about looking at people as perhaps they are sick. That's similar way that we're sharing. Yeah. Perhaps they're sick. Things are moving through us that really has nothing to do with us. You've got to protect yourself. But I mean, she's... I'd be kill. you know, I'd be hanging the wrong thing if I hung that person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is so, that all right? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Uh, we have no more questions and we're done with time, but it's now time for, if you wanted to say your goodbyes, Paul, or the squares. I would like to, yeah. And hey, first of all, Jackie, I can't see you, but nice to see you. And call me if you ever want to. Try me in the morning. If I'm, I don't answer the phone sometimes because I leave it somewhere else. <laughs> but give me a shot, all right? Jackie? You might have to sort your phone out, Jackie. You might have to give it a... Maybe get a new phone because it's pretty staticky when you speak into your phone for us. So just a little tip there. Maybe take it to your phone shop or whatever. Sorry about that. But I'll see you. We'll talk, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me say hello to Kaiser. Thank you, Kaiser. You're doing a great job. Mike is doing a great. Hey, Mike, we'll talk to. Uh, let's stay on and just talk to my, uh, David for a minute or two. Eh? Oh. Yes, yeah, great. Mike. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Great one. Excellent. Rob, nice to see you. Paul, Rock, uh, Rob, Kentucky. Nice to see you, Rob, over there. Beatrice, as always. 944272. Nice to see you. Vicky from George. Vicky. Nice. Oh, and there's George somewhere, too. Someone. All right. We got Michael. Nice to see you, Michael. Barbara and Roman. Got the Roman part. Missing the Barbara part. Mika, nice to see you, Mika, wherever you are. Maria, nice to meet you, Maria. Uh, we got Helen there, always a pleasure. Karen, Daryl, Zoe, Zoe's not in India yet, that's good. Jack G, behind someone's car, I don't know if it's his or not. Daz, Daz awake today, he's not fishing, so that's good. Nice to see you, Daz. We got James Lebowski. Lebowski. Wow. We got Kurt. Nice to see you, Kurt. Thanks. Hey, Kurt, I'm coming down to uh, Southern California tomorrow. I'll email you. I'm going to be up near Ventura. Yeah. I'll talk to you tonight. We got uh, Lynn, I think, California. Yep. Mike O. Yeah, yeah. Mike Stacy, talk with me, Mike. Yeah. Kerry Klein, nice to see you, Kerry, as always. Virginia, nice to see you, Virginia, there. Phillips, Leah, fantastic. You're out and about. We got Galaxy, nice, Galaxy. <laughs> my mother wanted me to, was going to name me that, but my father wanted Constellation. David, nice to see you, David. Teresa, Madeira, California. Maggie, always a pleasure. 
Jackie, fantastic. I like your little outfit, Jackie. The hat and the scarf thing. Very good. Chris from Olympia. Catherine, Mika. Always a pleasure, Mika. Thanks for the conversation last week. Mickey, the foundation of the Zen Bitch Slap uh, Empire. Gary, <laughs> he's out from the corner. Good to see you, Gary. We got Chris from Olympia again. Laurie, Topher, I saw my friend Susanna, Rebecca, Randy, Beth from North Carolina. Nice to see you, Beth. And uh, there's another North Carolina person. Uh, thank you for that lovely letter and the, and the uh, money. Very appreciated. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I'll see you. And we have a talk on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I'll see you Tuesday and Thursday, I hope. And let's all let's all not take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> right. Are you gonna hang right. around for so